0: you are listening to different things can be sad hello and welcome to different things can be sad where it's cool to care about yemen and youtube i'm yasmin lomax and i'm micah hahn
1: and we are your friendly hosts at different things can be sad that was, that was kind of weird but you know kind of I think it worked.
0: We'll just keep going.
1: Um, Happy October, everyone. Spooky. It is spooky month. It is also episode seven, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, We had our half birthday last month. So I guess we will start by announcing the winner of our giveaway, um, which was the lovely Susie Westbury. And she chose – she got to choose um, one of the books that we've read this year, and she chose The Light Between Oceans, which is one that Micah read. Mm-hmm. And a copy of that is now winging its way towards her. So very exciting. You better tune in for about five months' time. Is that is that correct? hmm When it's our full birthday. And we may have another giveaway.
0: Maybe. You'll have to follow us on Instagram. At DTCBS Podcast. Mm. Plug, plug, plug,
1: plug. For some hashtag content. <laughs> So what's been happening with you this month, Micah?
0: Um so much school. So much school. I feel that. I feel that. Just been in the thick of it. Um been trying to enjoy the fall here. It's been so beautiful out in my warm. Um so we've been eating lunch outside. Been going for walks. How was Canadian like Thanksgiving? Foliage. And, oh yeah, Canadian Thanksgiving happened, um, which was the best. It was October Aww. 6th, 8th, the first Monday in October for those It's of
1: difficult you. like that, right? Like, you feel weird if you don't know what day Thanksgiving's on, well, but it, like, it's like Easter, it changes. Yeah, it
0: changes all the time. It was great. I ate turkey, I, ate, I made pies.
1: I did it see was yummy. Pies.
0: Um, yeah, it's it's been good. I have started the spooky halloween things that one must do around halloween like what uh so i went to fright night which is at an amusement park and there are haunted houses and rides and people who follow you around who are in scary costumes oh my gosh i love Um, it i think i've come to the conclusion at the ripe old age of 21 that i'm just not really into spooky things what i I don't feel joy in getting scared
1: no i don't i don't like scary things but i like spooky things like i like halloweeny things i don't like you know movies where people get murdered and stuff i like things where there's like i don't know a cool witch or like a wizard or like a like a vampire or something do you like like haunted houses no not really they're like all like ones where it might be like you know like a, like a children's one But not one where like you know An axe murderer jumps out Like mm-hmm. I think I would say that my love for spooky Is like in Like fantasy spooky things Like mm-hmm. witches and words And like vampires Not like mm-hmm. real life People with knives and stuff That's
0: Yeah The scary yeah. part Not for me I went with two of my friends And one of them He's a six foot Six Some some very tall <laughs> muscly dude He's awesome, but we'd like go in a little chain through the haunted house and like hold each other's hands as we like walked through. Um, It was fun and a Halloween thing that I've always wanted to do, but like, yeah, not not a getting scared for the fun of it type person.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think I'd be. I don't think I'd be about that either. But I have been facing some fears this month and enduring some really scary moments as I have finished my last ever month of university. Um, seamless transition i you know, i'm getting so good at these like i am literally i'm so good at segue that i'm mm-hmm. basically a middle-aged white person that's mm-hmm. a bit of ch- a other type of segue <laughs> anyway. um so yeah that was smooth as well uh <laughs> yeah um i handed in my last ever assignments last night i'm officially done which is crazy i i now have the scariest thing in the world which is existential dread because I have no idea what I'm doing with my life but you know what not as opposed to it as I thought I would be kind of enjoying just you know gonna take a break for a couple months figure some stuff out Um, that
0: sounds really nice
1: yeah I got a taste of that earlier this month I think just when the last podcast came out I'd said that That I was going to Tasmania for a few days I went to Tasmania for a few days It was very, very fun. It was beautiful. Not that cold. Um, Yeah, just very peaceful. It was really good just to, like, relax and get some perspective and visit somewhere new. And I liked that it wasn't chaotic, like, as much as I love Mm -hmm. places like New York, it was nice to go somewhere that was still a city. Like, it wasn't boring, but it was, like, it was chill. It was good. Um, Yeah, and then I am – Going back to Ireland on Thursday, we are recording this on a Monday, so um, you can imagine that fear is setting in as well. So, big month for Yaz. Um, lots of ch- 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 changes, but yeah, good ones. I think. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Real good ones. Now, unfortunately, I can't think of a way to segue this into. We do haven't. Next- an-
0: update
1: we do oh that's i I don't even need need to segue into reading i need to update you on something yeah do you want to do you want to do the honors um Um, i
0: I mean this is not an honor
1: it's a sad honor it's a
0: sad sad honor so if if our wonderful listeners who have listened to all our episodes remember in episode three we talked very excitedly about pete and ariana and now you probably already know but they Mm. have broken up
1: big news, big news.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Yeah. um, There's been a lot of people being really annoying about it, like all kind of like, oh, lol, told you this would happen. And I'm like, you know what? It just as easily couldn't have happened. They could have stayed together forever. So just because they didn't, it still doesn't mean that you win by being cynical and mean. That was basically the point of of episode three was you don't win by being mean. Um, And we're still saying that now. Um, Also, yeah, it feels like everyone has like a weird opinion on it like for instance i was watching like australian tv the other day and this like middle-aged man got up like they he was like their entertainment correspondent or something and he was like oh yeah i just think this is like really great for ariana like she had a lot happened to her this past year and i don't think she should be thinking about getting married and i'm like dude it's not your business like you don't know her and it was just so like bizarre to me because i think Mm -hmm. the equivalent yeah the equivalent for me would be if I don't know. I was dating a guy. We broke up and then all my dad's friends were like just talking about it at the pub and like saying how, like just giving unsolicited advice in Mm -hmm. a public forum. Like it was just very, very strange. I was like weirded out by it. Um, but yeah, we hope they're both good. Um, we like them. We hope they're, we hope they're okay. And, um, we hope Priyanka and Nick stay together. You know, we're big fans of them. You guys like, please, please get married. We love you. Um, On to other things that we love. Mm-hmm. She's still got it. Reading. What have you read this month,
0: Micah? What have I read this month? I've actually been trying to keep up with reading as much as I can as like a self-care type thing. It's yeah, part of my idea. new school year resolution. Um, I've
1: really let it slip this past mm-hmm. month. Like Things have just been super hectic and I'm hoping mm-hmm. to reach – 50 books a year and i think i'm up to 38 now so november and december are going to have to be big months let's just say that
0: yeah they will be um mm. so one book i like tore through read it so fast is an absolute remarkable thing by hank green um if his name sounds familiar it's because his brother john green um is Quite a famous author. He wrote *Fault in Our Stars* and triddles all the way down. Most recently, we talked about him in we a minute. We talked about
1: that, yeah. And doesn't Hank? Do they do some YouTube stuff together? Yeah, they're or? like really
0: big on YouTube. They're actually inventors inventors of. Um, oh my God, VidCon is the word for that. Oh. They started VidCon. Um, they've been on YouTube since 2007, and now Hank Green runs their YouTube empire of like 20 different channels. Yeah. Um. Just on a
1: side note, I know nothing about YouTube. Yeah. And Micah and I. This talk is the about one pop
0: culture often. thing I know a lot about, and Yasmin knows nothing about.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like an old person who's like just missed like the YouTube. Like, I never downloaded the app on my phone. I think when we were in Boston, like I would go over to Micah's house and she'd be like watching vlogs, and I honestly thought they were called vlogs up until. A couple years <laughs> Like, I don't think I'm subscribed to anyone. Like, I probably just watch, like, music videos, like, and maybe some, like, mm-hmm. interviews on YouTube. I have, not, I have no idea what's going on there. So yeah. maybe we'll have to do a – oh, my gosh. We should do a reverse episode. We some... should. <gasps> Freaky Friday. Oh, my God. We're doing a Freaky Friday episode soon, and I will talk about politics, and Micah will talk about YouTube. We just need to figure out a politics area that I actually know about.
0: <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, but, um the, to book, book, the book. podcast app near you. Uh, yeah. anyways, uh, <laughs> the Vlog brothers, that's what they're called. Um, have great podcasts as well. Do your Hank and John, one of my faves. So of course they um, do. anyways, an absolute remarkable thing is, uh, Like, modern sci-fi. Like, it takes place in a world that's no different than ours. um, Except sci-fi things start to happen. So
1: uh, a different, but I don't know. It's 2018. It's pretty sci-fi right now.
0: Exactly. Um, So, one day, these statues appear around the world out of the blue. And no one really knows why. What
1: do they look like? Are they, like, human
0: statues? They're, like, human forms. How big are they? Um, Like... Many like 20 feet tall, or something like that. They're tall, oh,
1: shiz, right? Okay,
0: yeah. Um, and so April, who's the main character of the book, films herself with the one in New York, and um, she calls him Carl. And so then all the statues become called Carl. Um, yeah, is the fog in San Francisco called Carl? I have no idea. I
1: believe San Franciscans call the fog Carl, but maybe I've made that up.
0: We'll fact check her. We'll add in, that in the show notes. In the show notes.
1: He could be called, like, Jason or, like, Brian or something. But Who knows? Uh, Carl rings a bell. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway. Um, so she makes a video um, with this statue, and then she kind of becomes the face of um, the human interaction with the Carls, as they become called. The Carls. Um, Yeah. And so it's, like, an interesting discussion of, like, fame and – Who you are within it and it's clearly like Hank Green trying to work through his own like issues with being famous (laughs) on the internet um and like I read it very quickly like I stayed up until 1am reading because I could not put it down the plot is really entertaining it really like keeps you on the edge of your seat um like good it was a fun read but I felt like a lot of it was very like forced like a right. lot of and the themes of like what it means to be famous on the internet and because oh
1: yeah you know when you can like read it really obvious like someone yeah. like will say something in dialogue like but what does it mean to be famous on the internet and then someone replies with like a really eloquent thing and you're like well that was obvious yeah like, it's
0: not that bad but it's like
1: yeah i know what you mean i yeah i've read that before um, yeah
0: and i didn't like the characters i don't think were constructed in the best way like, okay, Some of them are really interesting but they were also kind of like obvious in their like what they were going to do. Right. Because that's just like they were kind of stereotypical in that way. Um, and then the main character, super annoying. Which I know oh. is like not a good reason to hate a book. But, like, yes,
1: we have I, talked about that before. We have talked yeah. about it
0: before. But I feel like the, her, the fact that she was annoying wasn't like justified and it wasn't like like, you can be annoying, and then you can change, or you can, like...
1: So were you, like, did it seem like she almost wasn't supposed to be annoying, and she just came across that way? Like, oh, do you reckon he meant for her to be annoying, or...? She was
0: supposed to be, but I think you were also right. supposed to like her, and, you and didn't I didn't like it. her at all. I'm just going to see if this is available at my library, because I'm
1: super interested in this book, oh. now, I like her.
0: Oh, it's definitely, like, a good read, and it's definitely, um, like, it was a New York Times bestseller in its first week, which is pretty awesome. Um, wow yeah I I I liked it I would like recommend reading it as like a fun read kind of like yeah. it's not More marketed as YA but like it was read, oh, like, okay. read it like a YA novel like something she's that a little bit
1: older the protagonist right yeah she's
0: like in her like she just graduated university actually so she's like 21 22
1: okay mm-hmm. so a little bit older than YA but like you know
0: Yeah, but it was definitely one of those, you know, when you can like read a YA book in a day because it's just such a breeze
1: to read through. Yeah, um, Yeah. this is exciting. Okay, so I have it on hold. So Yasmin, what (laughs) book did you finish this month? Um, I actually had a passionate love affair with a book this month, um, and it was called I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. Now, I am obviously very behind. Uh, Not very behind. It's not as if, like, I haven't seen Titanic or something. But Mm -hmm. this did come out a few months ago, and it was, like, huge news. Yeah, I Um, read about it. Yeah, but I've had it on reserve at my library for, like, six months, so I eventually (laughs) got it. Nice. Um, Mm -hmm. The book is by Michelle McNamara, and she was a true crime writer and blogger, and she was fascinated with this – Rapist and murderer, she labeled the Golden State Killer. And he was actually like previously thought to be two different guys called the East Area Rapist and the original Night Stalker. And then we also think that he might be, I think I am pronouncing this, the Visalia Ransacker. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, he was this guy who terror- terrorized California in the 70s and 80s and did like lots of like truly horrific, like messed up crimes, like really bizarre stuff. Like, he raped like 50 people and like murdered like 10 people. Like it was a lot and they just didn't catch him. And I think it was bizarre to read that. Cause the book is her investigation of it. Like, you know, her in like 2015 trying to still solve the crime. And it just like, it was mind blowing to me that like this guy had committed so many crimes and like, they couldn't find him. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I really loved about this book was it was just so beautifully written and so passionately written. And it just made me realize that there's like so many different types of writing I would like to do. Like how I did just talk about not really sure what's coming next. And I think I need some time to figure things out. I think reading books like this would help because it's sort of like, I mean, I don't know if I want to do you know, true crime investigation or anything, but it did open my eyes to all like, you know, the different possibilities and the importance of writing things that make people, you know, feel and think and make a difference. Um, yeah. Because this book did raise like a lot of awareness, like to the, the crime and it got people like really talking and um Michelle tragically died before she could finish the book. Um, so her work had already touched so many people that like a lot of people stepped in to finish it off. So mm-hmm. um People like the other kind of like amateur detectives that she had um, kind of befriended in the in the online communities. Um, Her husband Patton Oswalt, who is a comedian and actor, you'll probably recognize. Yeah. Um, and they finished out, finished it off. It was um, released, and then they actually caught the guy. Like, yeah. Oh my god! They caught him
0: because his DNA was on one of those DNA registry things.
1: Yeah, it was... Something it's on 23 and Me, right? Yeah, they um, but they don't obviously go into this in the book. I think they'll probably do, like, they'll probably release a new version of it, like, soon. With, like, an with, like a
0: little afterword at the back, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, like, basically, I think they had a couple guys who were, like, suspects, and they were able to rule one of them off because his, yeah, his, like, secret nephew or whatever had done some... 23 and me thing and yeah it was just bizarre it was so interesting i mean like i think what was super interesting about the book was that you didn't actually catch the guy in the book but it was still so interesting Mm -hmm. and um yeah if you find yourself as obsessed with the case as i was after reading it and you want to know more about like the solving because obviously the book doesn't cover that um check out the podcast my favorite murder and they have an episode with michelle's husband as well as paul holes who was the detective who helped crack the case and the internet is collectively in love with because I think he looks a little like Bruce Willis. So, um, really good stuff. Loved it. Big recommend. Huge.
0: Nice.
1: So no, what you have you it. been
0: watching, Yasmin?
1: What have I been watching? Well, it's October. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to watch some Halloweeny movies. I have watched Practical Magic for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Um, which is ridiculous. I should have seen it earlier, but mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, it has Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. They're both f- fabulous. There's a great Stevie Nicks song at the end, which again makes it more fabulous. I just like nice. I'm not sure if like Stevie Nicks's like witchy energy was like so intentional, but it's just like, that's, that's what it is. Like she, she is the witch queen. Um, I also watched a movie called October kiss um Cute. it was truly awful um nice. it was a hallmark tv movie and i bloody loved it it was incredible loved it kind of like how you love a christmas prince and stuff like that i've never so, seen
0: a christmas prince
1: oh that is what you're doing this december then um and i think actually i think they're bring, netflix are bringing out a sequel
0: this year Yeah, i think so
1: hmm if anyone has any Netflix October movie recommendations, like really bad ones or people just like make out in a pumpkin patch or something, like give me that, give me that. Um, and I also watched Scooby-Doo and that is one of my all-time favorite Halloween movies.
0: Is it the live action one or
1: yes, the live action one. Though I do love some other ones. Um my other particular favorite Scooby-Doo's cuz I'm I'm like kind of obsessed with Scooby-Doo. This is like weird, but mm-hmm big, big Scooby-Doo person. Um, I have, like, this Scooby-Doo toy that a man in a shopping center gave me, like, 15 years ago um, when I was going to see the Scooby-Doo movie. Um, why not? Cute. It was, like, 16 years ago now. Yeah, I just thought it was really, like, serendipitous, and it's my favorite toy and my most, like, prized possession. So, bloody love Scooby-Doo. Um, I especially like Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School, which is from 1988. I love that one. Really great one. Um, Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase from 2001. And then there's also a Scooby-Doo Adams Family crossover episode from 1972. So big recommend on those. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want some other Halloween movie recommendations, I say Casper meets Wendy, Um, and Hilary Duff plays Wendy the witch, which is like amazing. Cute. Um, There's also The Little Vampire. Have you seen that one? Nope. Um, I don't know if that was as big as like it was to the world as it was in my eyes but it's basically about this like american family who moved to scotland and like the the little boy in the family tony who is played by jonathan Lipnicki, aka the kid in Stuart little um not the rat or the mouse or whatever Stuart little was not really a big Stuart little person um he really struggles to fit in at school because he's obsessed with vampires lucky for oh, him he makes, yeah he makes a bff and that kid is a vampire, and then he has to like help him, h- him and his family break the curse that's like trapped them all as immortals. Um, I don't know why you would want to stop being a vampire, because to me that's like the goal. But anyway, each to their own. Um, it is truly fantastic. Um, also, Adam's Family Values, and I think this is a rare example of a sequel that's better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Like Adam's Family Values is fantastic and like this is the one where morticia and gomez plays by angelica houston and Raúl julia they have this like angelic blonde baby boy that wednesday and pugsley keep trying to murder um and then they're sent off to summer camp at the suggestion of debbie who is like a serial killer who marries rich men for their money and she marries their uncle fester um so it's a great one if you're listening to this episode in November, because Wednesday and Pugsley are involved in a Thanksgiving play at the summer camp. That's um, that goes a little bit, a little bit haywire. So mm-hmm. yeah, do you have any um spooky movies or Halloween movie
0: faves? I'm not like the biggest fan of Halloween movies. I guess my parents never like had their favorites, so we never watched them. Mm. Um, I do love Scooby Doo though. Scooby-Doo is fantastic. It's so good. Um, The second live-action Scooby-Doo is actually filmed in Vancouver, and it's very obviously filmed in Vancouver, and you can do, like, like a self-guided tour, just, like, if you know anything about the geography. So, that was cool. I like that one a lot. How
1: great is it that, like, Fred and Daphne are married in real life? Like, that... Like Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar together is like my favorite thing. I mean, I think they met on—I know what you did last summer, so it's Mm -hmm. not like you know a Scooby Doo romance. But like those kids get to say that their parents are Fred and Daphne. Like, what the heck?
0: So cool. Uh, Speaking of Sarah Michelle Gellar, I do love Buffy. Yes. Oh my god. Not the biggest fan of the later stuff, but like the original, like first couple seasons, so good.
1: So good. So, so good. She's Um, a badass. She is. She's fantastic.
0: Yeah. I haven't actually been watching that many movies this month. Mostly I've been... Didn't have the time. What I did do Mm -hmm. is I rewatched Princess Diaries. Were you a Princess Diaries person?
1: I love Princess Diaries. I'm not one of those ones who's like, "Mm -mm, Princess Diaries is my life, but like... I've seen it multiple times, and I very yeah. much enjoy it. Um,
0: yeah. I read all the books, too. Like, I was obsessed. I read those. Yeah. I love Meg Cabot as a kid. She's great. Mm. Um, anyways, loved it. So wonderful. I hadn't watched it in years, and I found myself quoting every single line back at the TV. Oh, that's beautiful. I, was, I Yeah, I enjoyed that one a lot. I so- watched it because I needed something to do. To motivate me to do grad school applications, so I sat and I did grad school applications while watching Princess Diaries, Being as fabulous as Mia Thermopolis. Exactly, she's um, so pretty. She is. Now I have a question. Yes,
1: if my memory serves me correctly, the second Princess Diaries movie goes—that's like off the books, right? That's like that just yeah, goes it's out, and on and it's out. Two of the books. Yeah, that's like the really random one where she like breaks up with Lily's brother and then marries Chris Pine like it's, yeah
0: and it happens like many years later
1: yeah that one wasn't as good I don't um, think she
0: marries him she like becomes crowned queen of Genovia and she, oh, like, she was
1: gonna have to marry him right yeah She's gonna, like lose her crown if she didn't marry him I think which- so I think it's also the plot of the Santa Claus?
0: No no no. I think it was that he was the heir to the Genovian throne and he and his uncle were trying to get it so that she wouldn't become queen. Um you know what I'm And then they fell in love. Yeah. Um I need to Santa Claus that's next on my list. Maybe I'll do that tonight.
1: Watch the Santa Claus or No no,
0: no. watch the second princess diary. Oh, okay. While applying at grad school.
1: Well, that's, you know what we will be probably talking about next month? There are some other spooky things coming up. Um, so Netflix are rebooting Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, it is getting a bit of a remodel. It's called mm-hmm. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, and it looks like it's being taken in a more, like, darker, soapy Riverdale kind of light. Yeah. than The the y one starring Melissa Joan Hart. I think that's going to be hard because everyone has such, like, affectionate feelings towards you know, the the Melissa Joan Hart one, I think, because like it was just like it was just so normal, like it was just like it was just like 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 an actual like it was like saved by the bell, but oh she's also a witch. Like it was Mm -hmm. just funny. Um so this is like a completely different direction and that'll be that'll be interesting. Um also Making a murderer season two has just come out. Um Mm -hmm. so I'll be downloading that and watching that on the plane I think on Thursday. Exciting
0: yeah, I'm excited about that one. Did you watch the first season of that? I got two episodes in and was like, this is bad, so I stopped.
1: Yeah, oh, it takes a long time to get it into it. It
0: just occurred to me that my favorite Netflix show, one of them, is actually American Vandal. Um, it's a spoof crime drama about a s- crime that happens in a high school. It's very crude. I forgot I watched this because I watched it in like two days. Um, The first season is, it's uh, like a mockumentary, so this kid in this high school gets accused of drying dicks in all of the cars (laughs) in the teacher's lot, and so they're trying to clear his name, Um, and the second season is this guy called the Poop Burglar who is pranking a very affluent Catholic school in Washington with poop-related pranks. It's very dumb and well, crude. Well, that sounds hilarious. If you like true crime and you also like very good, like, crude comedy, it's for you. <laughs> it's wonderful.
1: I might give it a go. We'll see. We'll see what I can download for the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um though I'll probably be listening to a certain album on the plane. Uh-huh. Um, as we seamlessly, once again, segue into listening, I would like to say that my my big thing for listening this month, and I'm, I'm going to start it as a formal apology, um, because I did say that I wasn't an enormous fan of this album in one of our very early episodes, and that is Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, the new Arctic Monkeys album. Um, mm-hmm. So I wasn't, I wasn't being controversial in saying that. It felt like nearly everyone else felt the same. It's like a concept album. It's very left of feel. Um, and pretty much everyone hated it. It was just not what anyone was expecting. So um, it it took me a while. But I think what I sort of realized is that it's pretty comparable to their third album, which is 2009's Humbug, as well as the most recent Last Shadow Puppets album. And that is um Arctic Monkeys lead singer songwriter, Alex Turner's side project with Miles Kane. Mm-hmm. Um so if you kind of like if you listen to that kind of stuff, I think you'll warm up to it. I think you'll come to agree with me that it's fantastic. But I think a lot of people were shocked by it because like Arctic Monkeys gained so much popularity when AM came out yeah. in twenty thirteen and that was their last album. And that was like really rocky sounding and like that was kind of different than their previous stuff. And I think people were kind of expecting more of that and were kind of like, oh, yeah, Arctic Monkeys are all about, like, hair gel and leather jackets. And I was like, "Um, maybe for, like, two years, but, like, there was another 10 years where they weren't doing that. So it's – I think when if you were kind of expecting AM 2.0, it's not it. If you like Arctic Monkeys for the lyrics, I think you'll be impressed because once you listen to it more, you're like, oh. Um, if you want a gateway in the lead single four out of five is fantastic. I actually think that's probably one of my songs of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, they all have ridiculous names. So, uh, the world's first ever monster truck front flip. That song is actually stunning. Like I actually think it is beautiful. Um, there's a really nice baseline in American sports and, she looks like fun from about two minutes onwards is really spectacular. It's a little bit slow at the beginning, but like two minutes onwards, classic monkeys. Like, yeah, I think, I think you can pick out a lot of favorite worst nightmare and a lot of humbug on this album. Um, it's different, but depending why you like Arctic Monkeys, I think you'll come to agree with me. I think you'll come to join my cult of tranquility-based hotel and casino fandom.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to give it a real listen.
1: Yeah, it. it, I think it required maybe 10 to 15 listens. Um, Mm -hmm. and it did. I discussed this a lot with my friends, and they were kind of like, But maybe it's not good, and you've just forced yourself to like it (laughs) because you've listened to it like 15 times and you've been like an Arctic Monkeys fan like forever. I'm like, Maybe so. I I mean, I I genuinely think it's good, or maybe I just warm up to trash. I don't know. Who knows? who knows? Um, but yeah, on the on the music note, um, I have been working my way through the back catalog of the Soda Jerker on Songwriting podcast, um, and that is a podcast that is hosted by UK songwriting team Soda Jerker, and they really really know their music stuff, and they interview. Um, a lot of like musicians and things in really insightful and in-depth way. So there's some recent ones with Paul McCartney and the aforementioned miles Kane that are really good. Um, definitely recommend that. Um, especially if you ever think about getting into music journalism, they've got some, their interviewing techniques are really great. Um, and then last month I spoke a little bit about good careery podcasts. I think I was talking about office hours and skin from the couch. Um, I have the next installment this month. So I've discovered some more, um, which I should have discovered a long time ago because they're very popular and I'm out of the loop. But they are Control Alt Delete with Emma Gannon. Um, so I recently listened to her chats with Irish writer Louise O'Neill and UK blogger Liv Parvis. Um, but there's so many more that I'm excited to go back and listen to. Like, she has one with Greta Gerwig, which
0: is very exciting. This is our, like, first Greta Gerwig callback in a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. We um, – you gave us the name of this podcast. Um Thanks, We are going to listen to you on a podcast. It's Podception. Um, crazy times. Um, I also recommend the Irish podcast How to Be Sound, and that chats to different people who are doing life really well. Um, there's a recent episode with – Linda Conway, who I was lucky enough to work with while I was interning in Ireland, and she's a stylist who started um, Steel, which is a site slash store place that, cool. um, yeah, it kind of like educates you about ethical, sustainable fashion in an unpreachy way. Like you know, it's not as if you know, if you buy if you buy ethical fashion, you can't also buy a pair of socks from like Walmart or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not gonna like be like, oh, we're gonna burn your socks or anything. Now it's very, very um, welcoming and productive, I think.
0: Awesome. Um, I
1: also I'm really enjoying when I grow up, which recently interviewed man repellers Haley Naaman, and everything she said about writing and taking chances and doing things that feel right, it had me nodding on the train to myself like a weirdo, but um, mm-hmm. I loved it. So lots awesome. of podcast recommendations should you ever stop listening to R1 on a continuous loop as I imagine you all do?
0: Or for that in-between time when we post yeah. um yeah. i have been also listening to podcasts specifically one podcast and that's the podcast that i feel like started them all serial uh, yeah. season three came out
1: wow okay i'm not on the serial wagon but this is how i, I started listening you. to
0: podcasts way yeah. back in the day um uh, Serial is wonderful. If you're not in the know, it's a true... It's the true crime podcast. Like, it's mm-hmm. the first one. Um, and the first two seasons focused on one particular case that went really weird. So the first one was about Adnan Syed. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He um, was accused of murdering his girlfriend. Um, and they try and kind of figure out if he did it or not. And the second one was about... I forget his name. A, a soldier who went AWOL in Afghanistan, Iraq. He went AWOL, and it's all about um, that, because it was quite a famous case. But this season, they um, decided to focus on the general injustice of the American justice system. Oh. Um, and so what they do is they spent like six months at a Cleveland um, ha- a courthouse um, in Cleveland, Ohio. And kind of look at particular cases um that just like go through the courthouse and kind of understand the problems of crime and the justice system in a systematic way um Mm -hmm. it's so well done sarah koenig who's like the head producer and the person who like speaks to you um, (laughs) she's so smart and it's like wonderful um it's brought It's created by NPR and This American Life. I've also been listening to a lot of This American Life, which Ira Glass, who's the guy who produces it, is just so smart. They take all of these, like, very different stories and kind of meld them together in this beautiful way that gets you this overarching narrative of the theme of that week. Um, Love, love, good podcasting I like honestly love anything NPR does so because I, I listen to this like
1: one episode of this American life that like mm-hmm. literally I tell everyone about as if it happened to like my like as if it happened to my friend like I pretend yeah. it's my friend but it happened on a podcast and it was one with this girl <laughs> mm-hmm. so she was dating this guy. So she was kind of like interested in this guy and she went back to his house to bang and then when he went to the toilet She realized that, like, her period had got all over all the sheets and stuff. So she's like, oh, no. Wait, the She panicked and she stole his sheets and put them in her backpack and ran away. And then she went again on the subway, and the like the NYPD were doing a random bag <laughs> inspection, and they opened her bag and there was like bloody sheets in there, and they were like, "You murdered someone," and she was like, "Oh my god!" No, no my I, god. I didn't and they were like, well, either c- we can arrest you, or we can go over to this guy's house, and he can verify the story. And she was like, I'll be arrested. No, she was like, okay, the logical thing to do is to go over to his house, so she had to go back to his house and show him the bloody shit. And it was supposed to be, like, this beautiful story about how he was, like, okay with, like, menstrual fluid or something. But, like, I just thought it was the funniest thing I've ever heard, and I literally tell everyone. <laughs>
0: It just Uh, keeps getting worse. It just keeps getting worse. uh, We'll link that in the show notes. Oh my God, it was
1: so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess with that, we will move on to the main content of the week, the month. The month? I don't know what we're on.
0: Okay, so before we transition into our topics this week, when we were thinking about what we wanted to talk about, kind of depressing in the news lately um
1: There's a lot of bad stuff going on yeah
0: and oh, we could have a
1: lot of bad stuff to talk about like we could literally talk to you about bad stuff for like hours this month
0: yeah and those things are really important and good to stay informed but also it's really good to take a step back and like talk about positive and good things in the world um and that's the essence of different things can be
1: said. Right? That like you can care about all these bad things and like stay informed with them but you also shouldn't feel guilty for caring about good stuff as well mm-hmm.
0: so we were having this discussion about maybe we should talk about positive things and then yasmin who subscribed to this newsletter by Haley Gladder. is that how you pronounce
1: her last name that's how you pronounce it yeah she's a journalist mm-hmm. um, the newsletter is called what's the scoop and we definitely recommend you sign up for that
0: mm-hmm. um and the newsletter talked about policing people's joy just as we were talking about how we want to talk about joy
1: and we just totally agreed with it so (laughs) we're going to read you out the beginning of the newsletter because we loved it so much um so do you want to take it away micah
0: she said policing other people's joy is both a form of snide condescension intended to prove intellectual superiority on the arbitrary basis of personal interest and a cynical attempt to make anyone who is not consumed by anger at all times feel guilty the joy police come in many forms all of which are exhausting and unnecessary here's a short and non-comprehensive listicle of examples and then she tells you don't hate on the listicle because listicles are awesome
1: Yes, they bring her joy so we don't even need to start policing a form of writing because that is next level like policing of joy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so some examples she had were scolding people for not paying attention when they consume slash share content related to sports, songs, snacks, or literally anything that is not the current political climate. It's unhealthy to be raging mad at all the time. We shouldn't feel guilty for talking about things that have nothing to do with the government. Um, condescending to people because they like things like pumpkin spice lattes, Target's dollar section, seasonally themed pop-up bars, baseball, and taking photos for Instagram. It matters zero if you think Apple picking photos are cliche. cycle is a waste of money and Macy's puts out its Christmas decorations way too early. These things bring people happiness and I think we should strive for a non-negative amount of global happiness. What's more, a predilection for the frivolous does not necessarily indicate that someone lacks depth or intellect. There are so many things to be concerned about, but other people's coffee habits are not one of them. And yeah, that is essentially different things can be sad. So that's what we're going off. And Micah is going to take it away with some positive politically stuff. (laughs)
0: So when I was trying to think about what we should talk about politics-wise, I wanted to talk about political success. Um, And we were kind of tossing around a bunch of ideas, and then the idea came to me that I should talk about women's suffrage.
1: One, Yay! because isn't, it's not suffering,
0: suffrage. Suffrage. As in getting the right to vote. Um, And we're going to have to talk about a little bit of sad stuff, but it turns out good in the end, hopefully. i truly enjoy talking about the beginning of uh what we would call the feminist movement and women becoming politically active also i want to talk about this because i voted yesterday Yay! Go, um, vancouver and all of british columbia had their municipal elections this um week month yesterday um It was actually very exciting, all the results. Uh, My city has a female mayor now. Uh, She won by 21 votes. It was very stressful. Um, And yeah, I actually may or may not have written and researched this episode while watching election coverage (laughs) because I am that political science nerd. Um, Yeah, and so we're coming around the 100th anniversary of suffrage the beginnings of it, and specifically in Canada, women were granted the right to vote in 1918. So I thought it was a slightly topical thing to talk about. I Um, think so. Yeah. So before we dive right into it, it's really, really important when we talk about suffrage to ask suffrage for who? Or is it whom? I don't know. I think it's who. Mm. Um, Suffrage for who? Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: That's not really the important issue here, though, is it? No. Okay. no.
0: So for the most part, a hundred years ago when women we were getting the right to vote, it wasn't all women. It was mostly white women. In some cases, it was only white women who had property. Um, mm. And it's really important to remember that just because you're a woman doesn't mean you support all women and in a lot of cases race took a precedent over gender um, and that the history of women's suffrage has been tainted in that way. Um, So when I read out these dates, sometimes it's just white women and I'll try to indicate when that is, but keep that in mind. So now we're going to talk about a little history. Because I, I love me some feminist or, history. Or
1: her story. Ha, yes. ha, ha.
0: My favorite type of history. So a lot of people call the women's suffrage movement the first wave of feminism. And it's called a wave because supposedly the feminist movement had peaks and it had ebbs like a wave, like goes up and down. I'm doing the hand motions, but you can't see that. <laughs> um, and I took a feminist history class in my first year university which oh my god feels like so long ago and my very scottish feminist history professor was like that's just rubbish i'm not doing the accent because (laughs) i won't do that to you um and it's rubbish because it turns out feminist activism happened all the time and yeah maybe there was less of it but to say that there wasn't any is wrong also it doesn't track on with the rest of the world so when there's supposedly an ebb in feminist movement in the West. Places like India had quite a large and vibrant feminist movement. Oh, interesting. Um, so they're useful to kind of contextualize, but it's better, it makes more sense if, like, you just talk about it in America than, like, the entire world. Right. So, women's suffrage. Why did it happen? It's a big debate. But typically people talk a lot about how suffrage, the suffrage movement was tied to the temperance movement so the temperance movement was women who wanted uh the prohibition of alcohol because it turned out women were confined to the private sphere and they couldn't go out into the public sphere and make any money so they were dependent on wives uh, on husbands brothers and fathers to make money for them but in a lot of cases they were just spending all of their money on booze um and weren't bringing any of it home to their families who needed it so women wanted the vote so that they could vote for prohibition Um, interesting yeah um there was also a little bit of abolition so the abolition of slavery tied to the women's movement what was really interesting about the temperance movement and the women's suffrage movement is that it was one of it was one of the first and very international movements. So women in the U.S. talked to women in Europe, who talked to women in New Zealand, who talked to women in Australia, um, which was really cool. How did they do that? Letters. And they, like, the, like really famous um, suffragettes, suffragists, sorry, we're getting to that in two seconds, um, like, traveled around the world, Elizabeth Pateman, to kind of get other people to get the vote
1: that's so cool
0: yeah um so as you notice i flubbed on suffragist versus suffragette it's a very important distinction it's a very british distinction because that's where a lot of the militancy was so a suffragist with an I. those are the peaceful ladies who like petitioned and talked to men and were like please let us vote sir and then suffragettes were militant and like burned mailboxes and like started riots and were badasses but also could be characterized as terrorists um it's quite debated about whether what they were doing was good or not hmm. um i so never knew this. this is very interesting my yeah friend. um so there's this narrative that um women got the vote because it, they, like, worked really hard during World War One. At least that's the narrative in the places that got the vote after World War I. Um, that's kind of, like, a dilution of the, like, long struggle that women went through to try and get the vote. So in America, they started, like, Seneca Falls, which was, like, this big meeting of women in America to try and get the vote, happened like, in the 1880s, like, right. they'd been working on it for a while before, yeah. they, like, the 1920s when they got the vote, and so it's kind of reductionist to say that it was just, like, oh, you worked for us in World War One. I. I guess we'll give you the vote. A lot of the times, it was soldiers who were like, can I please have the vote? And then they thought, well, we might as well give it to women, too, because, for instance, in Britain, only people who owned land had the vote until right after world war
1: one right okay interesting
0: yeah um so now i thought we'd go through a little timeline to see yes please who got the vote when in certain select countries that we have connection to or slash are interesting um i will link in the show notes an entire list of when every single country gave women suffrage um the most recent is like 2006 which is Brunei, but that's because oh. no one else could vote. It was like everyone got the vote in 2006. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, the history of suffrage in the Middle East, super interesting. Entire other episode slash dissertation about it.
1: Tune in next month for, <laughs> um, oh, my gosh, I'll do suffrage in the Middle East, and you can do YouTube for yeah. Freaky Friday episode.
0: That yeah. mm-hmm. um, So the first country that gave women the right to vote was New Zealand in 1893
1: I actually think I might have heard that recently because uh with Jacinta Hearn as prime minister at the moment she's also is she like the first or second like female world leader to have like a baby while in office yes like pretty cool she's awesome
0: and she breastfed her baby in the UN
1: and then like people were like oh um you know you're really brave or something to like bring like me with you and she's like well like sh- I have to feed her so like she has to come like yeah awesome. <laughs> her comments about it were so like um well like she needs to eat so um I guess yeah, I'll do that. like she is she's gonna be here duh she's
0: <sighs> Amazing. awesome um and depressing fact about New Zealand suffrage is that they actually introduced a bill in the parliament in 1878 that included suffrage but then it also included Maori rights which is the name of the aboriginal people of New Zealand and because they included Maori rights they didn't pass the bill. So I then think they, is Maori am I? Is, yeah it is Maori. Maori that's in here I fine here in North America, we say Maori because we really? don't know pronounce it. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I'm pretty like Maori.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think because we can't make that noise with our mouths. No. Ma- Mau- yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. It's not a natural noise of a North American accent.
1: You guys, these this like Freaky Friday episode is already shaping up. I'm clearly very educational. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, One of the next places that gave women the right to vote was Australia in 1902. Um, But, just a little asterisk to that, Aboriginal people didn't get the right to vote until 1962. Mm. Um, What's interesting is that New Zealand and Australia were kind of way ahead of the curve, and people kind of think that that's because they were very much, like, rural nations, and women were much more involved in, like, the day-to-day lives
1: yeah, um, also, like, Australia leaving. had, like, become Australia literally the year before that, like, yeah. the like in 1901, and I think, yeah. So, they had a, a like, huge yeah, suffrage movement,
0: and Australia, yeah. another episode, Australian <laughs> Women's Movement, super interesting. Um, the next I have on my list is Canada, which was 1918, um, federally, so we had different, like, each province did it separately, but... There are a bunch of people excluded from that, so Chinese Canadians, there's a long history of discrimination against Chinese Canadians. They weren't given the right to vote until 1947. Um, How interesting is that uh, Harvard case
1: that's going on at the moment?
0: Oh yeah, I know. Super interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, We'll link in the show notes if you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, More discrimination against, I guess, Chinese Americans in this case, potentially. Um, In addition to that aboriginal peoples didn't get the vote in canada until 1950 and didn't get it in quebec which is a province until 1969 wow um what's really interesting is that canada as like part of the history of the nation have really taken up these women who were part of the suffrage movement and made them part of our like national history in a big way um because like the history of Canada isn't very long and also like important thing they did so there's a statue of them in front of the parliament building in Ottawa um one of them Nellie McClung is on the 10 new 10 dollar bill that commemorates really famous Canadians the thing is unfortunately that most Canadian suffragettes were eugenicists so they believed that specifically indigenous peoples shouldn't have the right to reproduce and oh uh, no yeah no. um so it's a big conversation in like canadian history and canadian feminist history of how do we celebrate them for what they gave us and then but, but also recognize that they did truly awful things
1: yeah and
0: they like stand outside of parliament
1: hmm tricky
0: super tricky um in a similar vein woman white women got the right to vote in the u.s in 1920 um but the suffrage movement was quite exclusionary to african-american women and some people even said well if white women get the right to vote that's enough like we don't need to include them into it
1: ridiculous
0: um I will, there's some really interesting think pieces in the New York Times about this, so I will link those as well. In 1928, England, um, English women get the right to vote. Um, Some people say 1918, but that was only women over 30. Um, So 1928. Yeah, same as in Ireland. I've also added an Ecuador to this list in 1929 because they're the first South American country to gain the right to vote. Um, And then 1971, switzerland thank you switzerland
1: that's weird i always think of switzerland as like really progressive
0: yeah um part of this is that they have a very odd voting system um, right That's like they have very small districts and those districts mean a huge amount to how voting occurs um so yeah but yeah in living very very living memory
1: um i'm pretty sure like irish women couldn't Work after marriage in the 70s. Yeah. Like, once you got married, you had to, like, give up your job. Mm hmm. How
0: crazy is that? Super crazy. In, like, the seven like, what the heck? Mm hmm. Like, weird. Um, one thing I will say before I get into a feminist rant is that what's really interesting is that colonialism plays a huge part in suffrage. Because a lot of, while Britain was giving their women the right to vote, um, at other nations as well, they were controlling over um, their colonies and weren't giving people the right to vote in general. But then as the colonies were made independent, women just automatically got suffrage in quite a few cases. So Ooh. a good example is Indonesia gave everyone the right to vote in 1945. Um, and that's the same case for quite a few countries. And then you have, there seems to be like two waves. There's the first wave that happens like around 100 years ago. And then there's the second wave that happens like in the 80s, 70s, 80s, which are mostly African nations. And then it becomes difficult because this was a lot of people just like getting the right to vote, period, and not necessarily for women. Mm -hmm. Um, But super interesting stuff that we will link below. Um, So – Suffrage is really exciting and really interesting. Um, when I think about the woman who worked really hard to give us the right to vote. Um, I think a lot about like, what does that mean for us as women who get to now vote? Um, it means like an ongoing journey of like feminist action, which we mm-hmm. still like obviously occurred in second wave feminist, if you in America and Canada. And um The third or fourth wave that we're in now if it's very confusing not totally sure where we are but like you have a right to vote that people really worked hard to get for you you should use it um so i thought i would end this section by shouting out some upcoming elections that if you are eligible to vote for you should really really vote for one of them is the irish presidential election which is a bit weird because the president of ireland doesn't actually have that much power he's more of like the guy who represents the nation but he yeah. sets the tone of discussion quite a bit and can be powerful if he wants to be that's october 26th um hopefully this which will is be is friday him.
1: i will yeah. be in ireland on that day unfortunately i cannot vote because i'm not ordinarily a you resident at that point but um, um i see you've yeah. left some
0: notes in here about who's running. i
1: ready. have i'm giving a bit of a plug to our current president michael d higgins um who is going for re-election and we really want him to win so there's a few other candidates um there's like i think three of them are guys who are on dragon's den yep um so i just felt like they looked at the current political climate and took it in a different way they went you know mm-hmm. what i can do that and um, they tried fun uh, fact
0: we had an election for the head of the conservative party in canada and the guy who was in our dragon's den tried to run he failed yeah. that was a good thing
1: yeah so i mean it's very much showing that michael d higgins is set for re-election mm-hmm. election But if you want to know about him, he's this tiny little gnome man. Um, When I say (laughs) tiny, he is still taller than me. Um, But literally everyone in Ireland loves him because he's so adorable. So, like, um, you probably saw my tea cozy that I had in Boston. Mm -hmm. My Michael T. Higgins, as we call it. They are very popular memorabilia in Ireland. Um, There's Mm -hmm. even someone on our goggle box who has one. And um, he has these, like, two enormous St. Bernard dogs that, like, (gasps) go with him to, like, all his, like, meetings. Like, they'll just, like, stand beside him as he's giving, like, a presidential speech. And, like, the way they look at him, you just know that he's a lovely man because of the way mm-hmm. they look into his eyes. And they've, like, hung out with Prince Harry and, like, Meghan Markle. Like, they have, like, just hung out with, like, world leaders and stuff. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he once beat um, Boris Johnson in a Greek poetry rap-off. Um, cool. He called someone a wanker on radio once. Nice. Um, And there is a very strange but wonderful photograph of him on a BMX um, surrounded by skate park dudes. Mm -hmm. Um, And he manages to do all this without it being, like, like try-hard or, like, gimmicky. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just, like, your cool granddad. Like, everyone just loves him. He's just so adorable. So, um, oh, and also there was this kid um, who once called him Miggledy Higgins. So now everyone just calls him Miggledy. So um, big up, Miggledy. Let's go. Let's
0: go. Um, one of my favorite podcasts is called what i'm politics it's two irish dudes, and their recent episode is about the irish presidential election and how you can run to be how one becomes a presidential candidate which is yeah it's kind of
1: bizarre like well you have to be 35 for one mm-hmm. which then- is like in america too yeah. And then I think if you're already president, you can re-elect yourself. Otherwise yes. you have to have like four councils or something like nominate you at Councils
0: like- or members of Parliament or the Yeah. It's like kind of strange. Yeah. yeah. So I will link that episode below as well if you want to hear the cool complexities of that. Other elections that are happening, um, Brazil also is a presidential election, but their president actually matters a huge amount more than Michael D. Higgins does. Sorry. Um, hey. hey, we love him. <laughs> um So they do multi-round voting, and the second round is on October 28th, and the guy who's probably going to win is incredibly far-right. He uh, was uh, supported by David Duke of the KKK, um, and he said, no thanks, but the fact that David Duke likes him is not a great sign. Um, So go vote in that if you're Brazilian. I don't know if we have Brazilian listeners, but... One to watch. Oh my god! I don't know. I wouldn't underestimate us. That's true. Um, the other one, which everyone has been talking about a huge amount, and is one of the negative things people talk about, but could also be one of the positive things, um, is the U.S. midterm elections are on November sixth. Go vote, please, and thank you. Yeah, uh, no this is.
1: A big one because um, I've just read like a lot of reports online about, you know, people not being able to vote or like, Mm -hmm. you know, weird things happening with that. So we would just encourage everyone to like triple check that you are registered to vote and you can exercise that right. Yeah. Um,
0: And this ties into a good conclusion about our discussion of suffrage. Oh, I actually have one more election that I would like to
1: plug if that's okay. Yeah. Um, For any of my local pals here in Australia, the Victorian state election is next month. So that is at the end of November. Yeah. So um, again, you have to be registered to vote by November 6th, which is Melbourne Cup Day. And that's very soon. Um, And then, yeah, as we've talked about in previous episodes here, it is mandatory. So um,
0: you're going to be fined if you don't vote. So do that. Do that. Um, So in my trying to be seamless conclusion, as we've seen Before, in the I just elections, it. Uh, people have been denied the right to vote, um, potentially quite blatantly. Um, there's also a recent Supreme Court case that says if you don't have an address and only have a P.O. box, aka everyone who lives on a native reserve, you don't have the right to vote, um, which is terrifying. Sorry, this was supposed to be positive. Anyways, the story is we got suffrage once. There's still some work to do to get complete and universal suffrage and exercise it right if you have it and fight for other people's rights if they don't the end go vote
1: Woo! now moving on to the pop culture segment of the podcast and we have got something else that is super positive depending Woo! on where you stand on this Baby, yay. yay i mean like babies are like adorable i know some people they're hate so babies cute. and really don't want one and we're not going to go into like policing whether people should want babies or blah 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 do, or you just your body. Th- do what you want also, with your body
0: do what you want your body babies are
1: cute they're so cute so um this is a bit like um there's an episode of the office where jim has to move to the stanford branch and then he comes back to the Scranton branch and mm-hmm. he meets uh, Kelly who's played by Mindy Kaling. And she's like, Jim, I have so much to tell you. And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes, they had a baby and they named it Suri. And then Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie had a baby too. And they named it Shiloh. And both babies are amazing. And Jim's like, okay, cool. Like what happened with you? And she's like, I just told you. So <laughs> that's essentially what this is. I'm about to, to hit y'all with some baby news, and obviously, this stems from a very recent announcement: Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will be having their very first little baby next year. Um, I think this one has kind of like really kicked off around the world because it means America now has a baby being born into the British royal family.
0: So that's pretty cool. That's pretty also cool. um, potentially one of the first non-white members of the British royal family. We would have to do some research on that, but um, I think probably
1: there's not that many. I can of them. think of right now. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's a, like it's a big deal. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, not in terms of like you know succession to the throne or whatever. But I
0: mean, does anyone care about that anymore? Um, I care about it deeply. It's very political. Oh, okay. Right. Well, sorry. <laughs> no, I yep. don't really. Uh, um.
1: Yeah. So. Um, Hey, baby. Uh, Oh, gosh. My notes have gone all over the place. Um, Come back. All right. So so a little bit – so just we're going to deep dive into there, baby, and then Mm -hmm. I'll run you through some other famous babies so that when this topic inevitably comes up at a barbecue or, um, I don't know, a pumpkin carving session, depending where you are in the world – Sometime soon, you will have lots of baby ghosts to impress people with. So, apparently, Harry and Meghan told the royal family they were expecting at Eugenie's wedding, which was, like, last week. And I don't know if this is okay. I don't think you I can do that. I don't think it is. That's her day. Like It is. Like, her her wedding's already been upstaged by the fact that they had a wedding in the same like year. Mm-hmm. You're double upstaging her by having the baby announcement. But to, like, i know they didn't tell the public but like apparently yeah they told like family and stuff and i'm like weird um okay so we've confirmed it's not okay like yeah. what I, like i was just someone like, want to talk about on the radio and they were literally like i would invoice them for my wedding if they did that i would invoice them <laughs> for half the bill because like people are you know people are going to start celebrating mm-hmm. like Wait, you hear was- sometimes about you hear sometimes about people getting, like, engaged at someone else's wedding. Like, n- no, now you're going to have to pay for half this party. Like,
0: There was an episode of some sitcom. Well, Rachel gets pregnant. No, yeah, it's Rachel yeah. at- uh, Rachel at Monica's wedding. Monica's wedding, yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't yeah. say because she's a good friend. Yeah.
1: So has this ever happened to you? Has anyone tried to upstage you at...
0: At my wedding? No.
1: (laughs) At a wedding. Just, like, you know, you might have a birthday party and then someone's like, oh, I'm moving. Or, like, you have a birthday party and someone shows up with, like, a better dress or something.
0: I, I'm not sure. I have, I once went out for
1: Mexican dinner and I Mm -hmm. dyed my hair red and then one of my friends cut their hair short and, like, we both turned up for the first time seeing people that night. And I was like, no, thank you. this Mm -mm. is is my moment
0: um i can only think of like big events getting slightly spoiled by breakups oh that's a fun one
1: again rude don't do that just wait till the next day wait till the next day um yeah um also on the baby news a lot of geneticists and i've put this in Quotation marks, not because I don't know how to pronounce it, because I seriously doubt that's what these people are. Um, <laughs> they're predicting what the baby will look like, but like literally, their predictions look like you know those apps from when you were a teenager and you mm-hmm. put like your crush's face in it, and it would like mash them together and make like a really strange looking creature that kind of looked like renesme from Twilight. Yeah. Um, that, um so people think that she's going to have like bright red hair and then like really really dark eyes, and I'm like I don't I just don't know if like it works like that. Um, But (laughs) we'll see. Um, Mm -hmm. Names, I think are very exciting. So apparently like there's all this like, you know, kind of protocol around it. but apparently the queen has to be the first person to know the name when the baby's born, but she doesn't have to like, okay it. So I think Mm -hmm. they can like kind of call the baby whatever they want, especially since it's not like in line for the throne or anything. But like, yeah. The queen just has to be like, Oh cool. They don't, you know, she can't be like, ah, oh, no, you're not doing that. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the betting websites have some suggestions. So there's, um, Diana, obviously after Harry's mom, there's also yeah. Spencer, if it's a boy, cause she was Diana Spencer. Um, Arthur, Alice, Albert and Victoria are all up there. Like the last mm-hmm. four being very like, you know, royal names. Um, but I just kind of thought up, you know, Princess Charlotte. One of her middle names is Diana, and I'm yeah. like, can they go there, or has
0: have Will and Kate taken that name? Like, can you? I don't know. I think that's fine, because like they have so many names to begin with. I guess. Like, how yeah, many names yeah, I just kind do of like, have A bazillion.
1: Yeah, she's Charlotte Elizabeth Diana Windsor or whatever. But I don't know. I just kind of feel like. I mean, I come from a, like, a huge family and none of us have the same name, which is really nice. I'm mm-hmm. like, we, we try and not get too close to them. Yeah. Like, we have a lot of E names at the moment. But, like, we try and not kind of step on each other's toes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, like, I, I know it's their, like, their mom, so it's different. But, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, yeah. Also, Brexit was thrown in there on the betting websites. Um, I think ha. that was, like, a 500 to 1 odds, but it'd be kind of funny.
0: Uh, <laughs> I wonder, if she'll like. Obviously, she'll get some say, but like, what if she wants like a name from her family line, and like, yeah, like, what they if she don't just have wants to her, like stereotypically her. royally British names?
1: Yeah, like if she just wants to call her like Jane or something. I th- mm-hmm. like as I said, I think it's okay. Like, I think it's like it just has to. Like the queen just knows about it. I don't think she can like mm-hmm. veto it or anything. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry, Friends, I'm sorry, where
0: Phoebe's like. like is Vito starting to sound really good to anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, like they like have publicists who also talk about it a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's lots of like, secret behind the scene biz. Um, she's not going to be called like Shakira or anything like that. Like I don't think we're going to have Baby Beyonce or anything. So too bad. Um, that'd be that'd be something. That'd be something. Mm-hmm. Princess um,
0: Beyonce. This is
1: Princess can swell a (laughs) banana (laughs) hammock. That'd be good. Um, But, okay, there have been a lot of celebrity babies this year. Um, To do my research for this, um, I went through like, people.com, had, like, a gallery of 124 freaking celebrity babies. Now, I will say that most of these were very loosely celebrity babies. Like, they were, like, bachelor babies and stuff like that. Like, not even the people who won the bachelor. Like, just random old contestants having babies with, like, random other people. so I've handpicked a few to discuss, but, like, it is, it is an, extensive, it's mm-hmm. an extensive list. Um, so we should probably start with what I'm calling the big three, um, the Kardashian babies. So <laughs> we had Stormy, Stormy Jenner. So, I, actually, maybe her last name's not Jenner. What's Stormy Scott? Is that who Kylie had? The, I don't know. That's really bad, but I literally just can't about Kylie. No uh,
0: I forgot she had a baby. That was a big
1: deal. That was the baby it was. that she announced on Super Bowl Sunday, and like we were all like, "What? Um, yeah, this that was the secret pregnancy if we can all recall to earlier yes. this year when we were confused, like Kylie just kind of disappeared for a few months. That's and then when I did. had a
0: slight existential crisis because I realized she was my age.
1: literally. Mm -hmm. um we did talk about her 21st birthday recently if you want to go back and do that um so yeah so stormy there is true thompson who is um chloe kardashian and tristan thompson's baby that was obviously a whole scandal there if we can all recall back to that because he had like cheated on her on camera with other girls um as she was, like, very, very pregnant, and everyone hated him, and then everyone was going on his Instagram and, like, commenting, like, um, I hope every time you answer the phone, it's Todd Kranz and, um, like, it was all just, like, really funny, like, Kardashian-related stuff, and everyone mm-hmm. was being, like, he had, like, thousands of hate comments, like, there was one time where he even went, he was, like, playing his own basketball game, mm-hmm. and, like, the commentator had to stop reading his name because the entire stadium was booing him, and like. Basketball fans are not really Kardashian fans. So, like, that's how much everyone was kind of like, how dare you do this to her? Everyone knew that (laughs) Kelly wanted a baby for so long and we thought she had a decent guy and then you do this. The world was very annoyed about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there was Chicago West, who is Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's daughter. I'm being really bad. How how many members is
0: that? Is that two? That's three. three.
1: So there's North. North, Saint, and Chicago. Right. Um and Chicago was born by a surrogacy, I believe.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Pregnancy prior. So um, yeah, that was that was a thing. Um so yeah. So outside of those ones, we also oh, in kind of related Kardashian news, Cardi B and Offset had their baby culture with a K. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of raised the question, would the Kardashians be annoyed because they're kind of encroaching on their their k territory because i think she's culture kiari or something and we were like oh, uh, uh. you very clearly chose a c name and made it a k like the kardashians have done but who knows we'll see how that goes maybe all the babies will be friends today so um also on the cardi b front um this was a baby where it turned out she was actually married to Offset and we all thought he was just her boyfriend, mm-hmm. not like just her boyfriend, but like um, they'd had like an engagement and then everyone was like, oh, my baby's still born out of wedlock. And then she was like, lol, actually, you guys, we got married like last October or something in secret in like their pajamas <laughs> or something. Um, so that was kind of wild. Cool. Um, yeah. So some other babies that have happened are Michael Budle and his wife had their third child, their first daughter. Um, and their
0: baby and their other kid is okay.
1: Yes. Great news. So um, really excited for their family. Mm-hmm. Um, British Olympic diver, Tom Daley, who... I remember watching it in, like, was it the 2012, like, London Olympics? Yeah. And I think he was, like, 18 at the time. And I was like, mm-hmm. he's so adorable. Anyway, he's married now. And him and his husband have a little baby boy called Robert. Yeah. so cute. Um, Eva Longoria had her baby Santiago. Mm-hmm. Um, Eva Longoria's pregnancy was one of those ones, like, you know how some pregnancies you're like, oh, my God, they were pregnant for five minutes. Hers was one of those ones where I felt like Eva Longoria was pregnant for, like, my entire life like <laughs> i just felt like i don't know what the, maybe it was like all the speculation and the media coverage i don't know but that was that's strange um mm-hmm. we talked about james vanderbeek last week because he was in the B in apartment 23 is that yeah. correct yeah he just had his fifth child this year who's called Gwendolyn. Cute. um Stanley Tucci and Felicity Blunt. And I believe they met when they were introduced, um, because Stanley and Emily Blunt, who is Felicity's sister, were Mm -hmm. in the Devil Wears Prada together. Um, they had a baby called Amelia, which again is very close to the name already in the family. Like Emily's like
0: an honoring thing. Like maybe it
1: is. They were like, thanks for introducing us. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I thought they're, I think
1: they're pretty cute. I like those too. Um, America Ferrara had a baby, did not know she was pregnant. Um, Baby Sebastian, who she's calling Baz. Um, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend had Miles, who is a little brother to Luna. Um, obviously, the internet loves Chrissy and John, so that's pretty exciting. And who else has had babies? Pete Wentz, um, just for a bit of throwback, had a baby called Marvel. Um which is I believe a little girl and i like to think it's after marvel comics i think that'd be pretty funny
0: cuz <laughs> also a like um, phenomena
1: no we had a we have a stadium in melbourne and it was called eddie head stadium stadium and now it's called marvel stadium um mm-hmm. like after the superhero thing like cuz it obviously is like a sponsored stadium so that's kind of funny cool. um this is one of my absolute favorite ones, but uh, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, who you will probably know—I um, mean, I personally know of Landry <laughs> from Friday Night Lights—and I cannot believe uh, Landry up to marry. Well, he's engaged to Kirsten Dunst. Like that is beyond Landry's wildest dreams like because mm-hmm. in the show he was always like there's a specific episode where he talks to Connie and he's like he's like oh girls don't like me and she's like well one day they will like you know don't worry about it well yeah. you know what they did now he's a little baby called Ennis with Kirsten Dunst and Cute. I love it um Rachel McAdams had a baby we still don't know much about said baby but um very very happy for her because I think she's fantastic um In other royal baby news, uh, Prince Louis was just born this year. And, again, I feel like we don't know a lot about Prince Louis, Um, maybe when he gets a little bit older. But that is the younger brother to George and Charlotte. Yeah. Um, Then there is – The Rock had a baby, another baby, Um, a little girl called Tiana, which that's one of the Disney princesses, right? Yeah. The uh, princess and the frog. Yeah. How cool is that? I just thought that was really cute because, like, he's in Moana and, like – I don't know. I really like that. Random babies. Apparently, Nicholas Holt has a baby. Um, very confused. Did not know that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, same as the Rashida Jones, Ezra Koenig baby goss. Um, did that not blow everyone's mind? I was like, what? I was like, someone took like a fan fiction written by 16-year-old me and like made it happen in real life. That was bizarre. Um Eddie Redman's had a baby. Aaron Paul, Donald Glover, um, Seth Meyers, and he told the story on his show about how his wife like gave yeah. birth at the entrance of like their like their apartment's lobby, and I just thought that was like that was beautiful. I think he shared like some photos of them like yeah. literally having the baby like in the freaking like lobby, and I just thought that was hilarious. Um, probably traumatic at the time, but a good oh, story yeah. for later on. Um, and then. The Last one I'll mention is uh, Lynn manuel Miranda had a baby because he's just fantastic in all ways. His uh, son is so cute. So cute. Well, he's had he's another been, little one yeah. called Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and his announcement picture on Twitter was, like, amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, you're perfect. Mm-hmm. So the announcement was, int, hospital room, night, brackets the screams reach a delirious crescendo francisco miranda enters he is seven pounds and 13 ounces intermission i was like oh my god i love you that's so clever so yeah we're we're pretty excited Mm -hmm. about about that so they are all the babies you can um you can talk about at any gathering i'm really excited for them all to like grow up and become friends because there's just so many of them like this is just a lot of babies and like not just like b-list babies like these are quite famous babies
0: like these are quite mm-hmm. big name babies um so we'll Do you link feel to like that. like 10 years ago celebrity children were much more like in the news and now they're not as much like yes suri because cruise. i feel
1: like there was the suri cruise there was the shiloh jolie pit and there was the apple martin era where like mm-hmm. it was like that was like a big like they were like f- like the Suri crews. I felt like Suri and Shiloh were like next level. Like Yeah. Which is so they interesting were like, children. No, they were really like maybe they brought in new things about paparazzis or something because I just felt like that was a big I think maybe also because both of their like parents' relationships were quite tumultuous. Yeah, and they were like they are both like all their parents were huge stars, like and obviously there was the whole Jen Ann, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie thing. And they had yeah. Shiloh quite soon after. And then there was the whole Tom Cruise being literally crazy, jumping on a couch saying he's in love with Katie Holmes. And I think she, she had the yeah. baby before they got married. Mm-hmm. So like, I think because that was all kind of involved in it, it wasn't mm-hmm. just so much like the baby. Whereas most of the ones I've mentioned there are all people who like – keep a low profile in their personal lives and like mm-hmm. the relationships aren't dramatic already. Like
0: And we have social media so you can like show people your baby in the way you yeah. want to show it to them. And there's like less of a desire to be like, what does the baby look like? Yeah, I
1: think we're already kind of like satisfied. We're like, oh yeah, cool. Like Kim could put up that picture of like Chicago. Like we don't need the paparazzi to go mm-hmm. get us a picture of Chicago. Yeah. Like um so maybe that yeah that's interesting. It's an interesting interesting Topic, but um, that's all the babies. Um, we still haven't seen Mindy Kaling's baby, and I really want to see Mindy Kaling's baby. Um, cute. I believe her name Probably. is Catherine. So, um, What's I feel like
0: name?
1: I feel like I am her aunt, but I'm not. But I feel like I am. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like like I feel like I want to go to the store and like buy her like you know you see cute little baby clothes like oh I'll buy that for Catherine. I'm like I oh, don't know. Um, Mm-mm. I'm not sure that's her name. Uh, <laughs> just love Mindy. So yeah, they're all the the celeb babies going around. Um and I think they've mostly got like fairly normalish names as well. Cause I think that was the thing ten years ago was when it was yeah. like Suri and Shiloh and like Apple. Apple. Like Apple was the
0: <sighs> Apple was a big deal. It was. Yeah. So. What a name.
1: What a time to be alive. <laughs> now Apple means something else. Like they like at the time you knew that they were calling her after the fruit. But now That's if you call true. it Apple, you might as well call it Samsung.
0: Yeah. Or iPhone.
1: And on that note, we leave you with those baby name suggestions for your future (laughs) offspring.
0: I know that's what I'm naming mine.
1: So, well, that brings us to the end of another lovely month of, I was going to, I don't know what I was going to say there, but I was not going to say our podcast name of
0: different things can be sad. Um, where can we find you on the internet, Micah? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Clearwater. Uh, not really on Twitter that much. You could also follow me on Goodreads, which is just great. Oh, you could see all the other things I'm reading. That's a good I idea. I don't
1: use that enough.
0: I update it just so I can get my Goodreads challenge on. So oh, true. How many you up to? Um, I went for twenty this year because in past years I hadn't read that much, but I think I'm going to go past my goals, so I'm proud. Good on you! Yeah. Well,
1: um, I am at Yasmin Lomax on Insta and Twitter, and then as a podcast, we are at DTCBS Podcast. Mm-hmm. We got there, um, and we will see you next month, or hear you next
0: month, or you can hear us talk next month. at you next month. Bye. Bye.